Okay. All right, here we go. Let's look in Exodus chapter 15, verse 20. The Bible says that Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the, the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out with her with the timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for ye have triumphed gloriously. The horse and his riders have he thrown into the sea. And Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it in the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a, a statute and a ordinance, and there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently sit, hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and three scores and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. I want to bring a message to you this morning on the thought from the trembles to Elam. From trembles to Elam. And hopefully it will help us to take and realize some things in our journey with the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for all your many blessings. Thank you, Lord God, for the, the young talent in this church, Lord God. And Lord God, how they bless our souls, Lord, as they bring the message in song and on instruments, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you, God, for the choir that came up and, and sang praises unto you, Lord God. But now here we are around the Word of God. And Lord, I pray that your anointing would be on it, Lord. And God, you'd use me as your preacher, as a vessel, Lord, from heaven to the ears and hearts of the people. Lord, I pray, God, today that you'd help us, Lord God, as we journey through this life, Lord God, to take some lessons that we can learn from your Word and help, them, help us to apply it in our walk in this life. Lord, I pray for that soul here today that, that may need Lord Jesus to save their soul. I pray, God, for them, Lord, that they would come in a repentive state of mind and heart and believe on Christ as their Savior. And I pray for my brother and sister in Christ. Lord, help us to stay in the fight. Help us to stay on the front line. Help us, Lord, not let circumstances of this life, Lord, to defeat us from serving you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And I read the, the Scriptures here, uh, really... Of chapter 14 and the first part of chapter 15 up to, to verse 20, uh, we, we, we kind of need to kind of just rehearse that just a little bit. Uh, Israel was now an unpursued nation, and, and that, but they were still 
on the road of difficulties. Amen. And in chapter 14, we, we would see if we went back and read it, uh, where Pharaoh let the children of Israel go, uh, how they were uh, going to be faced uh, with their backs against the Red Sea, uh, the, the Pharaoh's army breathing down hard upon them, uh, mountains on their left and mountains on their right, and there was no place that they could go. And God, He sent a miraculous miracle their way. He breathed on the water. The water separated. The children of Israel going across on dry ground. I'm not talking about a handful here. I'm talking about a nation. Amen. I'm talking about multitudes of, of people up into the millions of people. Not only the people, but the carts and the chariots and, and the sheep and the goats and the oxen and all the animals that was with them. All that had to cross over on dry ground. And then when they got on the other side, uh, Pharaoh's army started pursuing them behind them. God lifted the, uh, the barrier that kept them from, from pursuing right on them. And here they come, wide open, across that dry ground, just like the, the, the children of Israel did. And, and when they got about midways into it, God, He lifted the air, and, and, the, and, the, and the sea started folding in on top of them, destroying their chariots, destroying their horses, destroying the men, destroying the, the leaders and the captains of the armies, and all that. And then we come to the place here. In the Word of God, where at the end of this song that they wrote in the first part of chapter 15 that they were singing, and as they got done singing that song in verse number 20, we find that that that, that Miriam takes the the tremble and, and and they start rejoicing. They start singing and 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 remembering what they had just sung. And what a time and a reason they had to sing and to rejoice seeing the miracle that God had just performed on their behalf. And that's my first point uh, that I want to make to you this morning on the thought uh, between the tremble and the, and, and the Elam. Between the tremble and Elam. I will tell you, uh, they, they, they had a space of time there, probably about a month and a half between them, them leaving the Red Sea and they getting a the tremble out. That tremble's kind of like a symbol, a little bit different, but they had one and, and they was, they was a shaking it and they was making some noise with it and they was, uh, they was kind of uh, dancing, they wasn't dancing a honky tonk or nothing like that. It was a holy dance and a godly dance and, and they was praising God with it, and when they was praising God with it, there couldn't be nothing foul or obscene about it. Amen. But it was a time of rejoicing at the Red Sea, and that's my first point. Amen. They were rejoicing. It's okay, church, to just throw your hands up, amen, and have a hallelujah time when God has performed a miracle in your life, when God has broke you through some things, when God, amen, has brought revival to your soul. They were dead, it seemed, with the Israel army, I mean, the, uh, uh, the uh, Pharaoh's army coming down on them, but God delivered them from them. And God, and, and now the people are rejoicing in the fact that God had saved and spared their lives. They've had reason to rejoice. They've been singing the song of Moses and, and, and what went on there. 
And at the end of the song, uh, they started dancing, they started playing the instruments, and, and, and they well should have rejoiced, amen. They had no power to defeat Pharaoh's army. They didn't come out there with weapons. They didn't come out there with shotguns. They didn't come out there with bows and arrows and spears. They didn't come out there with chariots uh, made for war. They had no power in themselves to destroy this army. They could see no hope for survival. As I said a while ago, they was backed up against the Red Sea. The armies are coming down on this way. There's high mountains on both sides of them, and there was just nowhere they could go. They had their families there. They had their children there. They had their wives there. They had their animals there. They had all the possessions they could throw out of Egypt there. They were just nowhere. They were doomed. They were doomed. There was no reason to, con- to even think about continuing forward because there was nowhere to go. But God gave them both. God gave them both. They were saved. God showed them the way. God gave them reason that they should shout. God gave them reason that they should sing. God re- gave them reason why the why the why the uh, the ladies got their their trembles and started shaking them and dancing for the glory of God in happiness and 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 in a, a glorified way. Amen. And so they had reason to rejoice at the Red Sea at this point in their journey. And it was that was unthinkable. Our God can do anything. Amen. I got, hey, discouragement was impossible. Look what God just done for us. Amen. And they shake in the tremble. Don't we love to live in such a place? Everything's going good. Amen. God's been blessing you so that the church is doing well. The, maybe the family's doing well. The finances is doing well. Hey, you might have been experiencing problems, but God's healed it over. God's smoothed it out. And everything seems to be good. Listen, I like being in those places. I do. I do. A victorious life. So at the sea... They were rejoicing. At the sea, they were shaking the tremble. At the sea, they were shouting the victory. At the sea, they were glorifying God. Amen. Amen. And then we jump forward to verse 27. Verse 27, we find the resources here. We find some resources here. We're going to skip the middle for right now. We'll come back to that. I'm talking about from the tremble to Elim. It says in verse number 27, And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water and three stars of palm trees. And they encamped there by the water. So we find here, here's another benefit for being a child of God, to being a benefit of God. Another divine benefit uh, that came a, a few days later. A few days later, like I said, uh, from my study, I figure, I figure it said the, the 15th day of the second month. So that's about, if I'm thinking right on that, I may be wrong, but I'm thinking right on that. That's a month and a half, basically. A month and a half from time they left the Red Sea. A month and a half by, uh, of time, uh, uh, they were shaking their tremble. They were glorifying God. They were, they were having a good time in the Lord. God showed them 12 wells of water, uh, 
the pine, uh, the, the, the palm trees there, uh, if there was, if there was, uh, 70 pine, uh, pine trees, palm trees there, amen, that means the, the ground was lush and undoubtedly they would probably other, be other things to eat, like fruits, uh, 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 other edible things around, uh, that they could be eating on at that place. It was an oasis. Plenty of water. Beauty in the midst of the wilderness. A pleasant place to camp in the middle of a dryness and, and desert. God placed a, an Elham, an Elam in their life to refresh them, to rest them. The resources was not only adequate, but abundant. That was not only beautiful, but it was bountiful. Amen. Listen, a pause that refreshed, but the journey had to continue. So that's the problem that we're going to go back to. Amen. That's a problem that almost all people have. See, we enjoy the mountaintops. We enjoy the time that we can rejoice, and God's good, and God's brought us through. But it seems like we always end back up down here somewhere or another. Why is that? Why do we stop shaking the tremble? Why do we stop giving the victory to God? Why? Why do we do that? See, we go from one extreme to another extreme to another extreme. We're going to look at the second second extreme here now. Amen. There was rejoicing at the Red Sea. And then we find at the end of this, uh, this statement here, there was a, a resource that God's people could have with all the wells and all the trees and, and a place of refuge. But we can't get away from the reality of Mara. We can't. We can't get away. Look at it with me in verse 22. It says, Moses brought uh, Israel from the Red Sea, and they went in, out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Three days! You know what? Three days ain't that long. Three days with a nation of people that had their donkeys and had their pigs. Well, I don't know had pigs of being Jews. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. They had their donkeys and, uh, and their sheep and their goat and, and their oxen and all this different stuff that they would. And they had them kids. And they had, listen, three days a nation was walking and there was no water. The water was gone pretty quick. And the Bible says in verse 23, And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree which had been cast into the water. The waters were made sweet, and there he made for them a a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. See, we see the reality of Mara. Right between victory and right between uh, refreshing, they had victory, and then they had refreshing at them. But right in the middle of it, there was frustration. There was disappointment. There was distress. Right in the middle of it. Three days after singing the song of Moses, three days after shouting the victory, three days after 
the ladies in the congregation started shaking the cymbals and praising God and glorifying God. Three days later, the whole place was frustrated. They had no water. Here comes a pool of water. They all get excited. They get to the place where they thought they was going to get refreshing. And God says, you forgot about what we was doing back there. See, the people was already mumbling and grumbling and complaining along the way. See, Moab wasn't placed there that they couldn't get water. But what Moab was placed there for is so the people would get their eyes back on God. Just like we find where Jesus was walking on the water in the New Testament. When he got back to the boat and all that stuff was going on in one of the accounts there, what did he tell them? He told them, remember about the feeding of the 5,000? Huh? See, they were, they were, they were out, they were not, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They had to pass the test again. They had to get on another stormy sea. They had to go through another stormy experience. And see here, this is what happens in our Christian wall. We go from victory to refreshing, but right in the middle, how do we get to this place? Sometimes God lets us get in a place to where we will get our eyes on Him. I said a while ago, we're going to meet down here at the church. Listen, I have been struggling. Now, y'all can, y'all can fuss that if you want to. We don't never have no revivals and this and that. You know what? I don't have revivals in Bookham because I just want to have a revival. I try to do things by obeying God. If we have a revival twice a year, three times a year, or once a year, or skip a year, that's between me and God. It ain't between you and the, me and the congregation. Believe you me, I love to come to church, but I'm not just going to have it just to say I had it. I'm not having a revival to keep up with the church down the street, but I want to pray about it. I want to seek God's face on it, and, and I want to bring it in here when it's time. And I said, a little while ago, we're going to have a prayer time. Now, some of the preachers, they invited me last month. I said, hey, this is great. They're going to come to this church. I first thing, man, I jumped right in on it. Amen. Do you believe in prayer? I hope so. That's what's on the front sign out there, prayer, Baptist church. Amen. Amen. So I really, honestly, truly, before God, amen, I'm not trying to lay guilt on you if you don't want to come set it to the house, don't grieve the Spirit of God. But I hope and pray that each member of Prayer Baptist Church, from the one that's got diapers on to the one that's got to come in on a case, would find themselves in an altar prayer when we have that prayer meeting. Not praying for me, but praying that God would send revival to this country, to this community. Amen. Praise God. Hey, it don't matter if it comes here or if it comes down the road to the church down the road. If revival breaks out, I, I would expect our church to back it, amen, and be a part of it. Too often we've let it go by and we missed it. Amen. Frustration, disappointment, distress. Three days after singing the song, they came to a place called Mara, which means bitterness. Here's the realities of what was going on right there. He said, oh, they, they missed, listen, God, he knows that our carnal man is a very strong part of our walk through this world. And God has to take and show himself to be God from time to time. And sometimes he allows us to get to those places to where whenever he shows up, we're very thankful for it. 
Amen. Amen. But the reality is, is, is this nation of people, they had a thirst that was unbearable. They were thirsty, and it was unbearable. They seen water, they went to the water, they put it in their mouth, and spewed it out on them. This water ain't fit to drink. They had a thirst that was unbearable. The water was undrinkable. And it caused them to have a complaining that was uncontrollable. It was uncontrollable. But there in the middle of all this, Moses went to pray. Look with me what it says here. Verse number 2, it says here. It says in verse 24, And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Look at verse 25. And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord, he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Amen. Listen, when all this was going on, even the man of God that was going along the way got on his knees. In this crowd right here, I've seen two things, Brother Rick. I've seen a people that needed to be revived to get their eyes back on the Lord, but also seen a preacher, also seen the leader of the people cry out. It didn't say that they went three days, there's no water. But Moses undoubtedly wasn't praying to find water up to that point because it didn't say anything about him saying any prayers to find water. But when the people got to complaining, he realized that maybe he hadn't been talking to God like he ought to, and immediately he found himself in a state of prayer. Amen. And when he done that, God started showing some stuff. Amen. He showed Moses a tree. Amen. It's just like when I pray for revival, I, I'm really seeking God. Been seeking God. Last year I had this same thing, Brother Rick. Last year I had this same thing where I'm trying to seek revival. You know, you know what makes it hard to have revival sometimes is finding the right man, first of all. Second of all, is finding a time when you know you, the majority of your congregation can come. We live in a time right now it's so busy and so stressful and everybody's in and everybody's out. Amen. You may have a crowd on Sunday morning and have 15 show up on a Sunday night and then you're going to have a revival meeting. Well, I'm going to tell you about revivals. I'd love to see Brother Don and Brother Rick get excited in the Lord and be in revival. But there's a lot more people in this church that might need revival other than me and Rick and Don. We get stirred up, and then the others that didn't come, they come in here looking like they done that sucked on a lemon all week, grieving the Spirit of God. Instead of coming to revival and getting help for their souls and getting fed out of the same uh, meal that was prepared for the church, amen, then we got to go all back in it, and it just brings it down. Well, wouldn't it be good if a preacher called revival meeting that, that, you know, the majority of the congregation would make it to the revival meeting and get fed, get stirred, get in on it, get in on it? Well, Moses here, God showed him a tree. When God shows me when to have revival, we're going to have revival. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably going to happen whenever it happens. It's going to happen quick. I'm going to be sensitive, and it's going to be happening quick. It's going to happen. I'm probably going to be here on Sunday, so we're going to have revival tomorrow night. Be here. This is when we have revival. Be here. Well, I got this to do, and I got that to do. You know what I'm doing? I'm praying when God does show me to have revival, that He will clear your calendar. Right. Amen. 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 That you'll be willing to take your vacation days to be in church. Amen. You'll take your vacation days to go to Carowinds, Dollywood, uh, Six Flags, all over the place, uh, uh, the beach and all this. You'll take your vacation to go do carnal things. But whenever you have a, a time of refreshing, a time of revival, a time to be with your church family, I don't burn my vacation days for that. Good. Oh, man, I just took the suck. I sucked the juice I'm talking about. Where's that tree at, Lord? All the waters has got many. We need a tree, Lord. Praise God. Look at Calvary. Amen. Praise God. Right there it is. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Amen. He showed him a tree. He showed him what to do with the tree. Now, the Bible don't tell us what kind of tree it was. The Bible don't tell us why the water was bitter. But I tell you what the Bible does tell us, that the water was made sweet. God brought deliverance, amen. How that for men, how they were, they were thirsting to death. Now they can quench their thirst. That for a minute, the water was undrinkable, and the people were complaining and moaning and groaning. And now God has showed them, amen, that there is hope. Don't take your eyes off of God. Amen. Three days. Amen. Three days. Jesus laid in a bar tomb. Yes, he did. Amen. And he rose on that third day, and he brought resurrection. He brought life. Glory. Amen. Praise God. God delivered. Just in close, this is a simple message. From rejoicing to refreshing. We can rejoice over the victories of the Red Sea experiences in our life where God's delivered us from things. Amen. 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 We can rejoice. Stacy laid in the hospital in a coma for weeks on end. That was a that was a Red Sea experience in her life and for her family and for our church. Amen. Amen. She laid over there and it was wondering whether she's gonna pull through or not. And God took and delivered that family from that experience. They got to the other side of the problem. You had that heart cap done, and they got in there, and that thing exploded in your heart, and, that, and nobody really survives those things, but God brought her through it. Amen. And you got to the other side of it. I had a heart attack in the church preaching on Easter Sunday. You know, God brought me through it. Amen. But we have to be careful that after that, three days later, you may go through a little dry spell. Let me tell you something. Now, don't take this wrong. You go through crossing the Red Sea. You see a miraculous the water standing up on both sides, and you walking through, and you're seeing 
everything that God's doing in that bump, bump. I mean, you're getting goosebumps of the power of God blowing across you. The ground is dry. And you say, how can this be? And everything folds in. Once you have a time of rejoicing, and then you start going back to your daily journey. It's not near as exciting as what you just come through. And let me tell you this, we cannot live going through the Red Sea all our life, seeing God working crazy miracles in it, and thinking, my goodness, what a God we serve. By three days, the people had got thirsty. By three days, it wasn't exciting. By three days, if God could take and open up a Red Sea and get them through without getting them wet, don't you think God could open up a cloud and give them a drink of water if he wanted to? But they forgot that. We can rejoice over those, red, those, those victories of the Red Sea. We can take it easy in the shade of the trees of Elam. And find times are refreshing, but somewhere between, uh, somewhere in between, uh, they may be a mara in our life, a place of bitterness in our life, and, and that's where that's where we really live. Amen. We really don't live in crossing the Red Sea. We really don't live in a, in a oasis where we can get a, a place of refreshing. We really live in the place of Mara, that place to work. We need to walk every day trusting God. When God's performing His miracles, it's not hard to trust. Amen. Huh? But the time of Mara is where we live. We live where the bitter waters are. We live where we need God's touch on our life to give us guidance. Amen. It's right there where we need the Lord's help more than we've ever needed His help in our, in our, in our day-to-day life. Yes, we all that's been saved can have times that we can probably testify about how God brought us through this and how God done this in our life. But I guarantee you, our testimonies can turn real quick from a testimony to a testimony. Because we do have a lot of moaning in our life, amen. A lot of times that we are just having to walk step by step, wondering if there's going to be a drink of water the next step. Wondering if we're going to find a place to get out of this burning sun in our life. Wondering if we're going to find some relief from the attack of the devil or the attack of the flesh or the attack of the world. Just wondering. But it's right there for God's love and mercy just seems like it's really the things that we remember the most. Amen. You might lose your song. You might lose the rhythm to the song of Moses. You might, you might, you might forget the appeal of the pleasantness of that oasis. But the power of God to provide what you need when you need it most is something you'll never forget. Amen. Amen. Just a quick thought here. They walked three days, and they started having difficulties trusting God. It don't say how long that they stayed there at Mara once the waters was turned sweet. There was a million plus people there, and a million plus people don't get what they need in one day from a well. 
So you can figure that it was probably as people's water started running out and different things like that, they started getting some sort of routine to come by to get the water they need for their families, for their stock, and the different things that they needed it for. And over time, everybody got what they needed, and then they moved on. I'm going to just assume, I'm going to assume here that they were there for several weeks. And then they went to Elam. Said on the second month, 15th. What I'm trying to say is, don't never forget how close you are to that place of refreshing. You may be going through a hard time. You may have a struggle in your life. You may be having to take a step, every step, trusting God is going to provide. You don't know when, and you don't know how, but you know God will provide. He will not. Hey, He tells us in the Word of God that He will provide our need. Amen. They needed what? God provided that need. Amen. I don't know if they had to complain and moan and go. You know what? God may have showed Moses that tree anyway, and God may have went ahead and made that water sweet. But they wasn't that far. What I'm trying to say is they wasn't that far away from being to that oasis anyway. All that complaining and moaning and groaning that we do as people, it really don't make a whole lot of sense because God said He's going to take care of us. Amen. And even if they had to walk by that bitter pool, they would have got to a place to where God would have given them a time of refreshing. Now, they didn't stay there, Brother Rick. You think, well, man, 12 wells of water and 70 uh, palm trees and the lush vegetation all around. Why wouldn't they stay there? Well, I looked that up. I looked that up. And that was a place right there where at certain times of the year, it would flood. It'd be torrential rains. And it would come down into that valley where that oasis was, and it would flash flood. And, and, and if they would have stayed there, they would have been in a stormy way. They'd been in a mess. They'd got washed downstream. But the real reason they didn't stay there is that's not where God told them to go. God was taking them to the promised land. So when you go through your journey, you go through the shoutings and the victories, and you go through the times where it may be a little dry along the way. Remember, there's going to be an oasis. God's going to bring a revival in your life. God's going to bring some hope in your life. God's going to bring some things in your life that's going to help you and, and refresh you and encourage you. But God says you're not going to stay there. It said they encamped there. They didn't build no structures. They didn't build nothing. They encamped there. God says, listen, where well, I'm taking you, the house is all little bit. Amen. That's right. That's right. When I'm taking you, Amen. the fields are already planted. Amen. Amen. When I'm taking you, the milk is already there, and the honey is rich on the cold. When I'm taking you, it's all took care of. Now, I'll tell you something. They were just going to the land of victory. We're going to the land of eternal. Amen. How much better can that be? Hallelujah. Amen. We're just passing through. Amen. Cheer up, child of God. Amen. Get your eyes on the Lord and take it step by step. And if you go through a bitter place in your life, just remember this. God's got a tree. 
Amen. And to make that water sweet again for you. Just look to Calvary and let Him minister to your soul. He'll help you. He'll encourage you. He'll, he'll get you along the way. Our Father, thank you, Lord God, for letting me preach this morning. I know this makes you scattered in thought. But, Lord, I'll tell you, I believe there's some in here that needs it. I pray, Lord, let them come to the altar, Lord, and just have a little talk with you. Lord, there's someone here today, Lord, that needs the Lord to save them. I pray, save their soul before it's everlasting too late. I love you for all what you're doing in our life, Lord God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd bring revival to our church, Lord God. Help me and guide me. Show me that tree, Lord, that we could cast it into the waters and make it sweet around here, Lord God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you'd stand. Some's already made your way. If you're able to come, you come. If not, you make an altar right where you're at. Just bow your head on that pew in front of you and talk to the Lord. Oh, God, I'm going through a bitter time. Preacher preached the message today, and my waters are already getting sweeter. And I know that right down the road, there's an oasis for me. A place that's got the wells and the trees and the shade to get out of the hotness of this life for a little bit. Send revival to my soul. Someone here today need the Lord to save their soul. Please let me know. Don't leave this building lost. Come get in on this. God walked with His children every step of the way. He heard the preacher's cry, and immediately He showed them the tree. He said, I'm lost. The preacher, hey, God's heard the preacher's cry. I'll show you the tree. The tree of Calvary. Amen. I'll show you the way. i take you to the fountain that never runs dry. The sweetest spiritual water you'll ever drink. Come flowing from the Savior's side. Oh, no, I'm not taking light on anything you're going through. It's rough. It gets tough. But what I am saying is this, is God will provide. He provides deliverance. He can provide He gives you relief when you need it most. Amen. All right. Thank you, sister. Thank you for playing for us this 